0: Hey sprinters! welcome to the Sprints with Carl and Jamie, where we will give you a sprint of life and fun,
1: food, fashion, travel, whatever comes to our minds.
0: Let's get into it. Welcome back Spritzers.
1: Today we have a very special treat. Since we have started this podcast, the one question I get more than anything is, how do I get Carl in my life? And I just want to know more about Carl. So today, listeners, this is all about Carl.
0: Hey guys, it's all about me. <laughs> it's my birthday mom too.
1: And Carl, it's your world and we're just living in it.
0: Uh, <laughs> Happy early
1: birthday. Thank
0: you guys. May 14th. So I'll be looking for cash apps and presents? No, no, I'm just playing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what does that make you? You're not a Leo, are you?
0: No, I'm a Taurus.
1: Oh, a Taurus. That's right. I knew it was one of those animals. I'm a bull. I was going to say, are you bullheaded, Carl? (laughs) All right. So today, spritzers, Carl, who is known for his espresso martinis, is going to share his recipe for our amuse bouche.
0: Yes. So, I mean, it's my recipe, but it's kind of not my recipe. So I'm kind of blowing myself up because I use Kettle One's recipe. So (laughs) it's going to be... Hashtag Kettle One. Hashtag (laughs) Kettle One. So you're going to use Kettle One, vodka, espresso coffee, raw honey, garnish with orange zest shavings. And I always like to throw in a little hint of Baileys.
1: So see, it is your espresso martini. You just improved on what someone else started. That's what you do in your daily job, Carl.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's what I do in my daily job. Yeah,
1: That's very fitting. (laughs) Well, spritzers, we will have Carl summarize his recipe and we'll make that available on our Instagram and Facebook. I do have to say it's too early that I did not have Carl make me an espresso martini. Oh, yeah.
0: I can't do drinks in the morning. I'm so (laughs) old now. I, I can't.
1: Well, speaking of old and your birthday month, Carl, I have been asked, how old is Carl? He seems so timeless, an old soul, but yet a young soul.
0: I am 39 on May 14th, 39. I'm approaching 40, single, not looking to mingle. (laughs) (laughs) That was my next question. I know how to cut it off, baby.
1: Carl, I have gotten questions from some of our listeners about you and talking about how positive you are and how up you are. Heather asks, how do you stay so positive and do you have tips for our spritzers on how to tap into their own positivity?
0: I am Christian, so one that doesn't judge and is all about positivity. So I really get up in the morning. The first thing that I do is I pray. I really focus myself, just being thankful for number one, getting up and waking up and having breath, having all of the things that I need. And I think when you set your day with thankfulness and gratefulness, it's very hard to get distracted with everything else that happens throughout the day. That's, that's what I do. So
1: keep your eye on what the most important things
0: are. That's right. That's right.
1: That's great. Well, speaking of keeping your eye on what's important, Janelle says, you have a way of making everyone you interact with feel like the most important person to you in that moment. (laughs) And it's genuine. How do you manage all of the strong personalities that you work with from designers to clients and note she did not say and podcast mates?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, I really love people. You do. I genuinely love people. And having, we call it the gift of discernment, I can feel everyone's energy. I can feel their ups. I can feel their downs. And I really think a lot of times when you have strong personalities, there's a reason for that. Hmm. What do you mean by that? There's something missing somewhere else in their lives and they're trying to make up for it. Okay. So what I try to do is is I try to tear down those walls and really get to the heart of the person. I really believe that what we see is manifested and that's where light shone, but I break through and I like to get to the dark things and the deep things. And I think that's why I'm really able to navigate with all different kinds of people because I really get to the core of who they are. And that's how I deal with people.
1: Well, I have seen you interact with people of all ages. My son adores you. I saw you put on Easter bunny ears and hop around with the kids at your church. <laughs> I did. And and my mother loves you. Oh. So everybody in between.
0: Everybody in between.
1: It's a testament to you, Carl, that you're around people who may not always be so positive, And yet you don't take that on. You stay centered with your positivity.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, it's not always easy. I am a Taurus. So, you (laughs) know, sometimes I do want to get a little, but (laughs) (laughs) that's why we have bathrooms and you can always go outside. It's all about balance. I'm still human. I still have feelings and I need to express myself as well. I always make sure that I'm able to not necessarily blow steam, but just to release the energy that I take on dealing with people all day long. Sometimes I I could be in a fitting for three hours long talking and making someone feel special and giving them all of my energy. You need to release that.
1: And you're a big gym rat, too. Is that part of
0: that? I'm a big gym rat. I also love espresso martini, maybe a little bit too much. (laughs) (laughs) And that could lead to other problems, but we're not going to take it there. (laughs) Not today. (laughs) (laughs) Not today. I'm learning how to have boundaries and how to really invest in my recovery time.
1: That's important.
0: Yeah. It's very important. I need it.
1: Well, that leads us to another question. From Susan, Mm -hmm. what do you like to do in your spare time?
0: What do I like to do in my spare time? I'm becoming someone who loves to stay in bed. What?
1: Are you (laughs) John Lennon having a lie-in with Yoko?
0: (laughs) I kind of like quiet time. I know it sounds like really corny, but I speak All day long. I'm always talking. You're on all the time. I'm on all the time. And whether it's like with work or friends or family, social media, church, I'm always doing and giving. So I really like my quiet time.
1: Well, Jana wants to know, what is your favorite East Coast city, Carl? Jana... Do you know
0: where I'm from, honey? I'm from New York. (laughs) I'm from New York City. New York City is my favorite East Coast city. I mean, all right. It's number one because I'm born and raised here. But if I would have to say number two, hmm, I'm going to make it Charlotte and Gastonia.
1: Oh, you're so
0: sweet. (laughs) Because all of my ladies are there. I love you all so much. So it's really another home away from home.
1: Well, come down. We miss you.
0: I know. I'm coming soon.
1: (laughs) Well, tagging on to what Jana asked them, what is your favorite place to go in New York?
0: There's this place called Merchants Hmm. that I love. I actually took my Gastonian Charlotte girls there one night after Fashion Week. We had dinner and drinks. It's kind of like my Cheers. I want to go where everybody knows my name. And they're always glad you came. There's nowhere in
1: the universe that you can't go where people don't know your name, Carl. Yeah. You know someone everywhere.
0: I kind of do. I mean, it's kind of crazy, but Merchants is my place. I I love Merchants.
1: And what is it about Merchants in particular that you like?
0: Everybody knows my name.
1: Yeah, but what do they have there? (laughs) What is Merchants?
0: Merch. Okay, so it's a bar restaurant. It's owned by my friend, my dear friend, Abraham. And it's kind of like a Chelsea, New York institution. They've been there for years.
1: He was so delightful.
0: He was so delightful. Love Abraham. Shout out to Abraham and Merchants. But I I normally just go in, sit at the bar, I order my French onion soup, espresso martini, some truffle fries, and, mm. and that's basically it. And on any given night, about 10 to 15 people are coming in, we're chatting. It's just basically like having dinner at a table, but you're just sitting at a bar.
1: And what is the address or the area for merchants if our spritzers would like to check it out?
0: So it is in Chelsea, New York, 197th Avenue. And tell them Carl sent you. You have it from Carl Spritzer's. Carl,
1: I know on our initial Get to Know Jamie and Carl podcast you talked about the fact that if you were not a stylist you would essentially be a (laughs) kept (laughs) man
0: Did I say that? (laughs) You did and
1: that made the cut. Um, Building on that, where is your dream vacation?
0: Hmm. That's a hard one. That's really a hard one for me. Maybe like the North Pole. I don't know. What? <laughs> you know, I know how people are you
1: liking some Canada goose or something like that? Is yeah. that what you're
0: <laughs> striving for here? I mean, it would probably be some private island by myself. Aw. I know no. You know what? I'm such a New Yorker. It's hard for people to get New Yorkers sometimes and to get me. I love who I am. I love being with me like when you love yeah. yourself, you can take yourself.
1: So you could be anywhere. So your dream vacation is wherever you are.
0: Wherever I am, I am a homebody so I do like to be home in two days. <laughs> I think that's, you know, it's it was what makes me special, being able to love being home. Yeah, it would be on an island somewhere just by myself.
1: But you know, New York has so much to offer. Every little borough is so different. You can get food from all over the world. You can hear languages everywhere. So it's almost like you're having a vacation every day in New York.
0: Every single day is a vacation.
1: All right. I have another question for you from one of our listeners. What is your favorite thing about what you do, Carl?
0: It's definitely making people happy. Yeah. I love to see people feel good about themselves. A lot of times we have to tear down walls of insecurities, of what society tells you you should look like and feel like and be like. And that can be society in New York or society in Charlotte or society in Saudi Arabia. We really break through, or I really break through, what people are told to do. And I try to help them see what they should do for themselves. So it's really the people making people feel good is my favorite part of the job.
1: Well, you do a great job of making people feel wonderful because just being around you makes me happy. Aww. Just seeing your face and your smile. Carl has one of these countenances that always has a smile. I, on the other hand, have resting bitch face and have to think about the fact (laughs) that I'm smiling. And then when I smile, I look possessed because I'm like thinking about the fact that I'm smiling.
0: It's such a struggle. (laughs) And
1: I mean that. I'm I'm happy.
0: You are happy. You know what, Jamie? You make me happy. You are my bestie. I love you so much. I would not be... And this is honestly true. True facts. I would not be where I am literally right now if it wasn't for Jamie and kudos oh, to you. If so it's sweet. about me, it's also about you and I love you so much.
1: Well, that leads into the question that my mom wanted me to ask you. <laughs> my mom wants to know what made you think we would be a good pair to do a podcast together?
0: Shout out to mom. Hi, mama. I think we're so different, but we have such a unique commonality. We do. We have such a unique commonality and we genuinely love each other, but we also listen, for sure. We listen to each other and we respect each other. And I think that's very hard to find with relationships with people.
1: I think one of the other things too, Carl, is that we can be very honest with each other. Yeah. When you've had enough of me, I don't get offended when you ghost my texts for a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I don't go. I just, you know, I got to break it up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, but we are honest about how we are feeling. Yeah. If we're sad, where we are, if we need something personally, and we are not afraid to ask each other to support each other. And our friendship knows no
0: bounds. Well, there's some
1: bounds, but.
0: (laughs) I think people really need to especially in this culture that we live in, people really need to learn how to effectively express themselves. You'll have less blow-up moments if you're just honest in the moment. That's true. And we have to stop allowing things to build up. Mental health is such a big thing
1: these days.
0: And I really feel if people express themselves a little bit more, Out of love, I think doing it out of love and out of respect, it will make things a little lighter and life a little lighter.
1: And I think that's true because you and I can hear criticism from each other Mm -hmm. without taking it personally Absolutely. Hearing it come from a place of love, right? Hearing it come from a place to improve each other and our relationship. That's right. And you make sure that I do not wear anything that accentuates parts of me that don't need to be accentuated. <laughs> 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 well, another question for you: mm-hmm. What are your dreams and aspirations for the future, both personally and professionally?
0: Personally, I definitely want like. A cute little townhouse in Brooklyn. (laughs)
1: Three stories?
0: Three stories or four. With a beautiful backyard, a jacuzzi. How
1: big of a backyard do you get in Brooklyn?
0: Oh, you can get a pretty I mean it's not like North Carolina, but you know, (laughs) the backyard is a backyard. You get some square footage back there. So I Like three? (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) I would so crazy. I would really love that. And just I think I know I work in fashion and in luxury but I'm a normal guy. I You're a
1: simple man. I'm a simple, simple man. Needs, I don't
0: need yeah, I don't need a lot of unnecessary things that I can't take with me in the next life.
1: There you go. Would you get a dog if you had this little backyard?
0: This dog would a dog? I don't think so. No. No dogs. <laughs> you no, do like
1: dogs, but you I don't love have any dogs.
0: I don't have any. I'm kind of like a dog uncle. Ah. I'm always babysitting dogs and taking care of dogs. But I don't know, maybe if I if I was retired, I would probably then get a dog.
1: Carl, what has been the pinnacle of your career so far? We know that you're continuing to rise, but what is a very special moment for you at this point?
0: I would probably say the McGallow. Being with the designer that I work with, we really made history once again creating some wonderful and fabulous looks. And this is the most important day in fashion. The most. Like what people don't really understand is Anna Wintour and her team has to approve every attendee, every designer who dresses each attendee and Don't the, they have
1: to send in what they're going to wear?
0: Oh, yes. It's approved. It's almost
1: like being a debutante in the South where they have to approve your dress.
0: Oh, but yeah. But on steroids. On steroids. The tickets are 50000 for each person. It's a big deal.
1: And it's not like you can just show up with your 50000 in cash either. You have to be on the guest list. They have to ask you for your 50000
0: Oh, yeah. This is a real serious thing. And it was just... It made my heart so well to see all of the press, all of the reposting the pictures of what I was involved in, the creations that were involved in, and to see the talent happy and to see my boss happy. That made my heart glad.
1: Did you see the cockroach on the walkway, (laughs) on
0: the carpet? That was a water bug.
1: (laughs) A water (laughs) bug. Oh, they call them palmetto bugs in South Carolina. That thing was a cockroach. Speaking of the Met Gala, who are your style icons, present and past, Carl?
0: Oh, my God. That's so hard, Jamie. You know what? Honestly, I would say Madison Avenue women. Okay. At any given time, if if you have the chance to go up to Madison Avenue between like 86 and 91st, you will see some of the most well-put-together women of all ages. And and I love the 70s and the 80-year-olds.
1: Well, do you remember when you and my daughter, when and I were walking in that area, and who did we see walking her dog, looking Flawless. luxurious in her casual wear?
0: We ran into Carolina Herrera.
1: I almost passed out <laughs> on the sidewalk.
0: And and it was so funny because I've worked with her before and I pointed at her house. I was like, Jamie, that's Carolina Herrera's house. And she literally walked right by us as soon as I said that. And we were both just like out of it. It was Oh,
1: she's amazing. Amazing. I wish I could look like her in her worst hour.
0: I mean, the women up there are, they're just so... Uh, They're just so fabulous and they're so put together and there's so much time. You can tell that they take their time with what they're doing Mm -hmm. and it's well thought out. Living in these days, once again, this culture, (laughs) fast-paced information age, we don't necessarily think things through. And that's even with our dressing. Everything's a rush. But what makes style so amazing is also the preparation before you walk out the door. Very true. I love to put on my music and dance in front of the mirror and oil <laughs> up babe. Now, you know, I'll do like a little selfie. I won't post it, but it's that moment of this is how I'm going to walk when I walk in the door. This is what I'm going to do when I get to the restaurant. I'm going to sit like this. I'm going to move like this. You know, <laughs> it's it's that prep time that really makes things super special. So.
1: And if you're in that area, make sure that you stop by Blue Tree, our favorite store.
0: Yes, owned by the actress Phoebe Cates.
1: For our runway takeaway, Carl, what recommendations do you have for someone who wants to be fashionable and stylish, but is shopping on a budget?
0: Keep it simple and monotone and focus on textures.
1: Are there places in particular you would recommend?
0: As you know, I'm all about sustainability too. Yes. I mean, I do shop fast fashion sometimes, but I try not to (laughs) as much. But I will say you can go to TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Target, and you can really find some great things that are kind to your wallet, but Mm. also kind on your body. And I think monotone is a great way to go. Mixing textures, maybe doing a faux leather pant with a silk top. Mixing textures and breaking up textures can really enhance an outfit, but keeping it monotone and simple.
1: Well, one of the things that I will say, I had two grandmothers, both of whom were very fashionable. And one thing that my grandmother Laughlin used to say in particular is never go medium, go high and Mm -hmm. go low. Invest in a couple of really nice things, basic pants. You don't need designer. But if you wear medium, you look medium. If you wear high, They assume that the low is high.
0: (laughs) Well, everybody's high these days because weed is legal in New York, so... (laughs) (laughs) I meant high-end, not gummy high. (laughs) Look high, not high. That's right.
1: High-end fashion, like, you know, investment buy. That was one of the things in the South that we were always told you investment bought so that you would have things that you could wear year after year and not to buy things that are so edgy that they're going to be gone.
0: Investment buying is great. I also feel like the fashion world does make it hard. And and I'm speaking from being in the world. They just put out so much stuff all of the time. There's so many collections. There's so many things to purchase. I think it makes it hard for people. And there's just so much product out there. So really fall in love with something. I like to watch things for months before I buy it. I need to dream about it. I need to to see myself in places with it without having it on.
1: See, you and I are so opposite there because I see it and I must have it now, instant gratification.
0: I also work in the world where we're scheming. We're scheming (laughs) on how to make people instant shop. So if that's the tactic that we use, I'm not going to use that on myself.
1: Ah. Well, let me ask you this. Since you are in the industry, you see influencers who get all this free product all the time from Mm -hmm. designers. If you're in the industry, do you get good discounts from other designers or do you all work deals?
0: A lot of times you get taken care of because you Mm -hmm. represent the brand. I mean, I've worked for someone who literally had an employee take something off to sell it to a client. (laughs) (laughs) A client loves...
1: Hopefully they wore deodorant that day when they wore it.
0: I hope so, but I've seen that. It happens. So wearing things, wearing product and representing your brand is something that's really special. I mean, it's also a two-edged sword, right? There's been times where I've worn something while working for a designer and it wasn't the designer that I was working for. Mm. And you see their face and they're like, "Oh." <laughs>
1: So you don't want to wear stuff from other designers while you're working with a particular
0: designer? I try not to. I try to keep it more basic. If I'm going to do that, I wouldn't wear Gucci around Marnie or Marnie around Gucci, working for those kind of designers. I think being monotone and keeping it simple, it makes it safer for me because a lot of times people are attracted to what I'm wearing. Right. So I try to be really thoughtful with what I'm wearing when I'm wearing it.
1: We have all been so blessed today to hear from the inspirational Carl Curry. And I am so blessed to get to call him my best friend. I love love you, you, Carl. I
0: love you so much, Jamie. And we are out of here.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today for The Spritz with Carl and Jamie, a production of Hanger Studios.
0: You can follow us on Instagram at The Spritz Pod, on Facebook at The Spritz, and you can find this amazing Spritzy Ritzy podcast on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you may find your podcast.
1: Please subscribe and rate and review us.
0: Thank you, guys.